This is Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. And I start off the show by always getting this out the road, uh, because it's the only little pitch I do. But it's for your own good, too. You'll find I have archives on cuttingthroughthematrix.com website, and there's hundreds of uh, audios you can choose from where I try to give you a shortcut to understanding the big picture of the system which runs the world. And it really does run the world. They tell the politicians, and way above the politicians' levels, uh, what to do and where the world is supposed to go. And it's supposed to go along this way because it's designed that way by those that planned it a long time ago. Uh, hundreds of think tanks participate in every generation on bringing this world order, this particular type of humanistic world order, into being. And uh, they have unlimited financing, of course, because the richest people on the planet run the foundations, which are the parallel government uh, and that was always to bypass pass any um, idea of a republic or democracy of any kind uh, either. So look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help yourself to these audios. Remember, all the sites you see listed are the official sites I have. It's good to have them bookmarked in case the com site goes down again. And you'll find they all have the same audios. They all have transcripts of a lot of the talks I've done in English for print up. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into alanwatsentinel.eu. You'll see that on the front page of the com site, too. And you'll find uh, you can choose from the transcripts there, other languages. And while you're at it, too, remember, I sell just a few things. And this is what keeps me going. It's a few things because I don't have time to do much more. Uh, this, goes, this place is a fair from 8 in the morning till 2 in the next morning, every day of the week, basically. And uh, it's not a it's not a job. It's not a it's beyond a vocation. It's a necessity. That's the only reason I'm out here is to show you the big picture. And it really has changed the way lots and lots of people think about what's happening in the world. Now, buy the books I have for sale, and hopefully that'll help me keep uh, ticking over at the discs and so on too. Some of them have 50 shows on them because one day you know the site will get pulled. There's no doubt about that at all. And it's all gone forever. So uh, buy the books, get the discs, and so on. You'll have a, a record of them that way. And it will help even a future generation, who knows, uh, down the road, hopefully. And at least it will help them. And you can buy the books, etc., from the U.S. to Canada by a using personal check or by using an international postal money order from the post office. You can also use cash or PayPal to donate or to purchase. If you want to purchase them, just send a separate email with name, address, and order after you've sent the PayPal donation, and I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world. Now, some people still use Western Union. That's okay. They're a bit steep with their charge for their fees. Uh, MoneyGram is a bit cheaper. You can use uh, PayPal to donate or to purchase again 
wherever you are across the world, and some people just send cash. But as I say, uh, help yourself to the websites because a lot of work's gone into the, the putting up all this information over the years to give you a picture of how the world truly works. And that's not the world the mainstream media presents. The media is an essential arm of government. If it wasn't for the media, in fact, you might find out by investigating yourself what was really going on. Their job is to keep you pacified, making you think that this crisis just happened out the blue, all kinds of crisis, wars, economic crashes, that kind of stuff. The rest of the stuff is trivia, having you chasing the little bimbos in Hollywood, and that's how they keep you occupied. They're the middlemen. Media means the middle. Back with more after these messages. Folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix on the 20th of September 2010. As I say, you know, it's uh, to find out what's happening in the world, you have to go beyond the cons and the fronts that are put out there for you to think are all official. Um, Brzezinski said himself in Between Two Ages that the public would shortly be unable to reason for themselves. They'll expect the media to do it all for them. In other words, anything that you really, really should know about uh, they train the public to believe the media is an extension of their brain. And that has already happened with most people. Uh, when I was young, uh, people were suspicious of the media. They knew the, the big lords and media barons who owned the media. They knew how they got their money. They knew that they all had knighthoods from uh, the Queen, even the American ones. And they knew that they were part of an establishment that was above politics. They they, they don't play politics at the top. I noticed this with even the Rockefeller writings. Uh, they, they basically fund the books published by the Council on Foreign Relations. And the Rockefeller Foundation always says that we are a non-political body. And most folk will get confused. They'll read truth and think, well, this is all politics. It's all about agendas. No, they don't play politics. Politics is about opposing parties. Uh, these characters have an agenda, and so they're non-political. They just tell politicians what to do. doesn't matter which party they happen to be. And the politicians, too, who have clawed their way up to the top, being good little psychopaths, um, are very quick to catch on to what, what they should do and to obey these guys at the t- way above them when suggestions are made to them. That's how it's all done, you see. Now, you have to go into the past to find out why we are here today in the present in this particular mess that we think we're in. To the big boys, it's not a mess. It was expected. Uh, They knew they'd have to bring on a financial crash at the right time to restructure the world and to bring the International Monetary Fund with the World Bank uh, up to its full status, as it was meant to be, its full stature. And they have been doing this, of course. And eventually the World Bank will dish out the cash for the world, even though it's electronic or it's even a form of credits. Now, when you go into the books of big players who helped design this part of the agenda, and they helped design the part of the agenda which carried on from about 1960 right through to the present time, people like Bertrand Russell, you've got to read their books because 
whatever they put in their books there were not suggestions. They were not wish wishes or wish lists of things they wished they could do. Uh, these were very important people who sat in in world think tanks. They worked with uh, the groups like the Macy Group that was brought over to the U.S., merged with the Frankfurt Group, and given authority by the U.S. president to create a new culture and gradually altered that culture into the culture they wanted step by step by step by presidential authority, and the taxpayers funded that and didn't even know it. The CIA were brought in to help bring in the culture industry. Uh, that's already published in a book uh, with declassified information, go- only going up as far as the 70s, mind you, but it starts from World War II, and the CIA were given offices across Europe, Britain, Paris, elsewhere, to do the same thing for those countries, slightly tailor-made for each country, slightly altered so as they adapt it, uh, but bringing the whole world together at the same time by bypassing the older people, the parents and so on. And by older, you're talking about 20 people who are 20 years of age, 22 years of age in those days, they were parents. And uh, bypass them to create a youth culture which they could constantly um, modify, update into the kind of people they wanted, which was really uh, a type of people who would not be really interested in politics or, or governments as such uh, because they were training them for a new authoritarian system. They decided long ago that this idea of democracy uh, caused too many problems, too many conflicting parties, and the big boys had trouble getting their agenda through uh, because they do have business plans and time limits to do things, and democracy was simply in the way. That was already said at the Club of Rome, and elsewhere. They're now calling it post-democratic, which we are. So I go through this kind of stuff in my talks, and I've put up a lot of links, as I say, cuttingthroughthematrix.com website, and talks and read from their own books on the air. But Bertrand Russell was a really good um, one to read, if you can get a hold of his books. He, he he went through the scientific outlook. It's a very good book to read. And um, he also had one called The Impact of Science on Society, excellent one to read as well. These were not suggestions, as I say. When you read these guys' books, they are telling you the agenda, and the agenda was already underway, and they were participating in it at the top level, using psychology, behaviorism, and many other techniques. But he also wrote a book early on, even earlier on, called uh, Road to Freedom, Uh, and you've got to read that as well and education and the good life, because it all sounds kind of wonderful. Education is good, and the good life is good, and, but it's typical speak. They wanted a controlled society where they'd use Pavlovian, and they were in touch with Pavlov, by the way. They, they really admired him. Pavlov had a free hand to, to experiment on people and children, and I mean a real free hand to do whatever he wanted uh, to bring up a certain type of modified child, with new conditioning, and Russell and all these guys were heavily involved in the data coming out of there to implement it in the school systems across Europe and in uh, the USA as well. So you have to go into those books, have a good read, and you'll find pretty well everything that he talks about has happened. didn't happen by chance. It had to be made to, 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 to happen. It was made to happen. Always remember that right down to the present time where electronics kicks in and you bring in a new society, almost like the Borg. 
with youngsters who really have no interest whatsoever in what's happening in, in the world. Uh, they don't feel the impact of economic crisis or downturns, as like they call them, uh, or things like that. They have the little toys there, and they live in a little world of their own. They've also been, I personally believe it, they've been bioengineered uh, through the food inoculations and so on, because even their physical frames are, have been altered for the male and the female. And uh, that, I guess that was part of the whole agenda too. You know, Skinner, another big player who helped them all with his amazing experiments on children, especially his own daughter and others, uh, who was a behaviorist, as they call it, um, said if you want to alter society, you simply put something in their environment, which will, uh, something different in their environment, and it will alter their behavior. The radio was a simple example. People rushed home to hear the radio because they'd give them series or serials. They'd leave you with a cliffhanger every day. And they found right off the bat in the early 1900s, and this is the BBC, of course, uh, that people would rush home to try and find out what happened to the guy who was hanging on the cliff. Uh, so behavior was being modified. They knew they could go further with television, and they certainly made good use of it. They could monkey see, monkey do. People copy what they see. They copy the language they hear, the new terms they hear, um, even uh, the new political correctness that they hear is in everything, of course, because television isn't out there just to entertain you at all. It's there to, as a tool, the entertainment factor is the hook to make you follow through what you think are human drama stories and that kind of stuff. Predictive programming, they call it. They, they prepare you for what's to come and even prepare how you'll react to what's to come by showing you actors doing it in a fictional setting, and you will copy what you see when it happens in real life to you. Now, Bertrand Russell also talks about, Lord Bertrand Russell again, he also talks about um, a time where the state, the government itself, would be in charge of dishing out the your rewards, your, your paycheck, call it what you want, to the people. Uh, when they brought in income tax in, in countries across Europe, like Britain, it was put forward, the bill was put forward by members of the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations. Same thing. Same across the whole British Empire, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so on. And they also brought in property tax. But they wanted a graduated income tax initially to kick it off, and they called it a temporary war tax, because naturally they're liars. But we also adapt very quickly, and after a few years of war, it's all quite natural to have your money docked out of your paycheck by your employer. So employers were being forced to work for government. However, there was also a little payoff for the employers, because they would take out of your paycheck every week the taxes that the government would claim you owed, a percentage, and they would accumulate that money, invested, of course, for all the employees, and then they had to pay uh, the government at the end of the year. So all the extra um, uh, interest they got back from all the, the your, your tax, they pocketed, of course. That was their little payoff for the employers. Now they're going exactly to where Bertrand Russell wanted it to go because the government now is going to be dishing out your paycheck to the people. Now, Russell also went along and he said that eventually money could be anything they wanted to be, of course. 
it's very important the public believe that it's money and they can spend it and accept it amongst themselves for exchange. He said it could be credits and the government would eventually dole out credits to every individual in the country. And this was a, this was a plan member for the world eventually. But he said that, um, it will be used as a form of social control because here you are, you'll be in rental accommodation only eventually. That will definitely come. Private property is to go according to the agenda. All the top writers have said this for a hundred years. And you will live in these sustainable communities. The Millennium Project is all part of it. Agenda 21. It's all the same names for the same thing, or different names for the same thing. And to punish you if you've been bad or politically incorrect or whatever it happens to be, uh, they'll withdraw your credits from you as punishment until you get down your knees and get absolution from the new high priest. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix talking about the big plan, the big agenda. You know, we, we get bombarded with daily press on what's happening today and that's meant to keep us all on edge. That's its only function really. It's not out there to inform you about the truths of things. It's meant to keep you unbalanced, basically off balanced, scared. And when you're scared, you're easily managed by government. Very, very easily managed. People do what they're told, hoping to save themselves from whatever. And um, that's really the technique of, of creating fear within the state. The Soviets did the same thing, of course, a tremendous fear. And that's how they ran their system for an awful long time. You were getting spied on, just like today is being spied on here, because you see you're in the new Soviet system. It's the world Soviet, the new updated and imp- more improved Sovietized system, where they combined it with... The, the big capitalist system, those big, big rich people and so on, uh, exactly as came out in the Rees Commission back in the 1950s. And Norman Dodd is up on YouTube. If you want to hear him, he was one of the investigators for Congress who was shocked himself when they said that their job at the foundations, these big, wonderful, charitable, multi-trillionaire foundations, the parallel government, uh, they, were, they were told that their job was to basically eventually ma- amalgamate the East and the West in a painless way um, so there'd be no trouble. And it has been done. It's already been done. People are communistic, socialized, and they don't even know it. And marriage has been destroyed. Most of the, the, the planks of the Communist Manifesto have been accomplished. Now, getting back to what was talking about Bertrand Russell and so on, as he said, he, would, he said that eventually the state would dish out your... Your, your breadcrumbs, you know, every month or so, and um, they would take it directly from your employer and then send it back to you. It'll be electronic, of course, instantly and all the rest of it, to encourage you. This will be the only way you'll get paid eventually. It's nothing but electronic transfers. And they couldn't do any of this with the, without the computer. That's why they had to work so hard for so many years to, to bring us this computer to control us, monitor us, watch us, and so on. Very, very simple logic. Now, I've read this article last week, but here it is again on CNBC. And it says, uh, The United Kingdom proposes that all paychecks go to the state first. 
the United Kingdom's tax collection agency is putting forth a proposal that all employers send employee paychecks to the government, after which the government would deduct what it deems as the appropriate tax and pay the employees by bank transfer. The proposal by, and I, can't, I always stumble at this part because this is the 21st century and people don't realize that there's never been a Britain that wasn't under the rule, and I mean total at the top really, um, of Her Majesty or His Majesty or whoever Majesty it happened to be, and all kinds in, in between too, there are lots of those. The proposal by Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs uh, stresses the need for employers to provide real-time information to the government so that it can monitor all payments and make a better assessment of whether their correct tax is being paid. Uh, currently, employers withhold tax and pay the government uh, providing information at the end of the year, a system known as pay-as-you-earn. There is no option for those employees to refuse withholding and individually file a tax return at the end of the year. So that's what was, has been up till now. The employers withhold the tax. Uh, they collect the interest, of course, for themselves and invest it, and then they pay the government at the end of the year. That the, the sucker employer, employee gets, you know, he just gets suckered altogether. <laughs> if the real-time information plan works, it further proposes that employers hand over employee salaries to the government first. The next step could be to use real-time information as a basis for centralizing the calculation and deduction of tax, the HMRC said in a July discussion paper. Uh, it described the plan as radical as it would change a huge cha- make a huge change from the current system that has largely uh, been unchanged for 66 years. As I say, it was initially a war tax, you know, a patriotic tax, you know, one of these temporary taxes. But they're liars, aren't they? I can't believe how people ever believe politicians. It's amazing. Even though the centralized deductions proposal would provide much-needed oversight, there are some major concerns, John Bull, head of tax at Baker Tilly, told the CNBC.com. And then it goes on and on and on. But really, that's just part of the agenda. What I'm showing you is that everything happening today is part of an agenda written before you were born. And not just by one guy like Bertrand Russell. He was only part of massive think tanks, massive teams, incredibly funded uh, with behavioral psychologists and all the rest of it to bring in what they wanted to be the ideal society that would be controlled. That's the key to it, total control and end all their strife. Um, They worked with the big banking boys and the World Bank uh, when they set that up uh, to uh, find ways to get the women into the workforce. That would double the tax base as well. It would also pretty well help and uh, put another nail in the coffin of marriage too. They didn't want children being born, you see. They want the control society where they can control it just like... um, that the agricultural boys or the, the forestry departments, I should say, who are in control of keeping the deer population at a certain size everywhere, they cull off what they call the excess. And it's a breeding program. Well, they want to do the same with people. And that is happening today, if you don't know. It's happening already. So this article will go up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the night. So go in there for all the articles I'll read. You'll find them at cuttingthroughthematrix.com Now the music's coming in so we'll be back with more interesting real news after this break. 
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back. Cutting through the matrix, the big world that you're born into, this big system where you're taught to stay in one department of it, really. That's your compartment, that's your compartmentalized, and you believe the reality that's been given to you by your parents and then drummed into your school, reinforced, and then reinforced through all the movies you watch, and and so on and so on. Uh, You think it's all normal because everyone around you has had the same conditioning, your own age group, and you all think all you've been taught is quite true. But that's simply the technique of keeping you in Plato's cave. Read it yourself, and you'll know what I mean. Now, the TSA came out too, and 2009, of course, with the first part. It's so wonderful, really. They don't hit you with everything at once. They could, but they, they don't want to really spook the hair too much, you see. It's a little bit of time. It's a psychology and that's restrictions on air travel and so on. Well, that was part one, and part two is to begin shortly. It says, a TSA secure flight information as a result of the Transportation Security Administration, then the Department of Homeland Security mandate. Beginning November the 1st, all passengers were required to have secure flight passenger data, SFPD, in their reservation at least 72 hours prior to departure, the next phase in a program that was initiated by the TSA in 2009. In compliance with this mandate, you'll be required to provide secure flight passenger data. To purchase any ticket on or after September the 15th, 2010, and to travel November the 1st, 2010, or later regardless of purchase date, you will be unable to travel without providing the following information. Remember, this is also for internal flights. Full name, uh, non-expired uh, government-issued photo ID that you will use when traveling. So it's a government-issued photo ID uh, card, you see. Your date of birth, your gender, and um, redress number, if applicable. You'll need to provide secure uh, passenger data. If it was not if, Secure flight passenger data. If it was not provided when you made your reservation for reservations made prior to adding SFPD to your AA Advantage account profile, this is advantage. It's like clear pass, almost same idea. You're being forced to accept this all this complete background check and all the rest of it with the not quite the promise that you'll get through quicker, but you'll get less hassle. That's the promise of it. You know, it's not really a promise; it's a hint of it. You're, you're supposed to fall and think it is a promise. And it says here, and for all future reservations, by adding secure flight passenger data to your AA Advantage account profile, we'll add the SFPD automatically when you make reservations through American Airlines in the future. Then they show you how to basically, well, do it below. And um, it's all a con. It's all a con regardless. It's just getting more data out to you, getting used to my ID card. And they'll keep upping it. This is part two. Remember, November the 1st, uh, 2011, they'll have a part three, you see. This is how it goes. Train you step by step like any animal and until you just accept it, you see. Quite simple, isn't it? Quite simple. Now, <laughs> you've you got to really laugh at, at some of the, the conflicting reports they hand out there. This article here is, uh, is from the NBER. And it says... The NBER declares the recession officially ended in June 2009. 
This is published in September the 20th. This is New York, uh, cnnmoney.com. The Great Recession ended in June 2009, according to the body charged with dating uh, when economic downturns begin and end. That's amazing, isn't it? Eh? It's all over, folks. All those trillions you owe, and that's just, just don't worry about it. I guess it's gone, eh? But the news is little comfort to the millions of Americans still out of work, underwater, on their mortgages, or uncertain about the future. The National Bureau of Economic Research, an independent group of economists who were funded by the big boys, released a statement Monday saying economic data now clearly points to the economy turning higher last summer. Well, I don't know how, because they didn't create any jobs. And the only thing that's getting created in the States is the jobs to pass things around that are imported from China. It's a one-way street. Everything comes from China. Nothing goes back except your dollars. You know, that's what they call balance. That's the modern version of balance of trade, you see. Then this article next to it says this, and this is from the, 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 the Telegraph in Britain. Millions of Americans risk exclusion from the job market forever, the OECD warns. Millions of Americans risk falling out of the job market forever, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development said today. Now, who are they? Well, they're another group that was set up by the United Nations with a board on every government who signed along with the United Nations and its job generally is to take your tax money and fund projects abroad in other countries, supposedly to help the third world by using your tax money. So here they are. I guess we're all third world now. They're talking about what's happening back home as well. And it says it'll take a, a full recovery would take a further three years, according to them. And it says, this recession has left the U.S. with a long-term unemployment rate, a measure of those without work for more than six months of 4.5%, almost double that seen in the downturns of the 80s and the 90s. It's much, much higher than that, you know. Previous U.S. recessions have exhibited long, no long-term damage to the economy or long-term increase in unemployment, but it's possible this recession will trigger these effects, the OECD said in its first survey of the economy since late 2008. So, uh, so there you go, you know, with the usual rubbish. And that's all we get fed at the bottom. We're mushrooms. We're, we're fed, you know, uh, awful stuff and uh, kept in the dark. And that's the reality of it, folks. Uh, that's the job of the media is to spin you with rubbish like this, you see, conflicting reports. And no hope of how or telling you how you're going to get out of the mess you're in. Well, you can't because, you see, Everyone's buried up to their eyes with compound interest. It's created so that you could never get out of trouble. The last thing they want, and a prime minister said that on the, the video I put up a link to in my website. It's called Oh Canada. It shows you exactly how all the banking systems work. And you see this guy interviewing an ex-prime minister of Canada who said that debt, you know, they talk about massive debt, was good for the economy. It's good for Canadians, he says. It's really something. And it's true, because the only way they can control you, you see, if you're free of debt and all the rest of it, you have what is called the good life. Uh, you can start purchasing what you want to purchase. Remember, we're post-consumerists now. We're not supposed to be able to purchase. And that free money you had for purchasing things and buying things in the past will go to pay for carbon taxes and various fees of a multitude of kinds. And that's also your reality. And it's an interesting thing, too. It's astonishing when we're all broke, eh, that the military rampages ahead with all its high-tech gizmos and gadgets. 
from little spiders who can walk up walls and listen in to what you're up to, to all these different uh, tiny little drones that look like birds sitting on telegraph wires that can follow you through the doorway if they want to. Uh, but here's another one they're up to now. It's the Boeing Solar Eagle solar-powered UAV to fly in 2014. And this is from September 16th. And it says here, The Boeing Solar Eagle will make its first demonstration flight in 2014 as part of DARPA. You know, DARPA is the guys who love to make brain chips for paraplegics. Because the Pentagon, really, under all that that blood and gut stuff, is that's just a cover. You see, they're really altruistic little guys that want to be GPs and doctors and surgeons and really help the poor by developing brain chips and total surveillance networks and stuff like that, you know. Anyway, it says here, as part of DARPA's Vulture 2 demonstration program, the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, with its Vulture program, uh, it says, which aims to develop and demonstrate technology to enable a single high-altitude unmanned airplane to operate continuously for a period of five years. Up there, you know, has entered phase two under the term of a uh, the terms of an $89 million contract. That's not bad for a company that's broke. Eh? Boeing will develop a full-scale demonstrator called the Solar Eagle that will make its first demonstration flight in 2015. The aircraft will have highly efficient electric motors and propellers and a high aspect ratio, 400-foot wing for increased solar power and aerodynamic performance. It's a uniquely configured large unmanned aircraft designed to eventually remain on station in stratospheric altitudes for at least five years, said Pat O'Neill, Boeing Phantom Works Program Manager for Vulture 2. I love their terms they use, Vulture 2, right? I guess it's going to watch us and maybe eat the dead as we all keel off, you know, with starvation and GMO food. It says, that's a daunting task, but Boeing has highly reliable solar electric design that will meet the challenge in order to perform persistent communications, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance missions from altitudes above 60,000 feet. So it goes on and on and about that, too, that they're wonderful toys. They love toys. They do love toys at the top. And we pay for it all uh, to monitor us, of course, and watch us and spy on us and listen to us and look through our roost with infrared and other gadgets as well. Okay. But when it comes to your food and so on, and you're being bioengineered, and remember, too, you have a duty to die off. I've read articles before where they've talked about the elderly. They start with the elderly. They're all doing it to babies. And... Um, they always go for the elderly after that because they're, they're seen as useless eaters and described as such by people like Bertrand Russell. And they, they suck up the money that technically they've all put into the, to the system, but they suck it up and actually live on it. And they can't have that. They need that money, you see, to bail us all out of trouble for the big international corporations. But this article here says the FDA... Uh, won't allow the food to be labeled in the U.S. and so on uh, for genetic modification. This is the signs of the Times News. And it's also in Raw Story. It says that the Food and Drug Administration is opposed to labeling foods that are genetically modified. It's no surprise anymore, but a report here in the Washington Post indicates the FDA won't even allow food producers to label their foods as being free of genetic modification. So they won't even allow you to say it's, it's, it's not modified. 
in reporting that the FDA will likely not require the labeling of genetically modified salmon if it approves the food production for consumption. The Post Lindsay Layton notes that the federal agency won't let conventional food makers trumpet the fact that their products don't contain genetically modified ingredients. The agency warned the dairy industry in 1994 that it could not use hormone-free labeling on milk from cows that are not given engineered hormones because all milk contains some hormones. Oh, they have banks of lawyers, eh, to re- refigure all. It, it has sent a flurry of enforcement letters to food makers, including B&G Foods, which was told it could not use the phrase GMO-free on its polliner all-fruit strawberry spread label because GMO refers to genetically modified organisms and strawberries are, produ- are produce, not organisms. They use the lawyers, eh? It's amazing. They use the lawyers and picket the meanings of words. Hmm? That's what lawyers do, eh? It says, this to me raises the questions about whose interest the FDA is protecting. Well, of course, if anybody still thinks they protect the public, this is the same guys who put out drugs in the market that kill people, like, like Vioxx and stuff like that. This is the, the group, that I've even put video links up where you'll see uh, them trying to get very dangerous drugs through, and you'll hear the conversations, where, and, and then you'll see the, the, the texting um, from the emails of uh, people uh, who say, don't worry about it. inside the pharma, don't worry about it, we've got five doctors in the FDA who are definitely on board with us on this one, stuff like that. They come, oh, this is a little mafia here. But everything on, above you is a mafia. Everything. Anyway, says House Representative Dennis uh, Kucinich uh, told The Post, Kucinich has repeatedly introduced bills in the House that would require the labeling of genetically modified food. So you're not going to get it because, you see, you've got a duty to die off with the stuff that's soaked. Every cell has soaked up this incredibly poisonous Monsanto Roundup and God knows what else they put on it. It's saturated with it. There's no point in washing it off. It's all through the cellular structure, and that's why the cancer rates are just going sky high. Sky high. David Edwards, Director of Animal Biotechnology at the Biotechnology and Industry Organization, told the Post that extra labeling only confuses the consumer. So there you go, you see, it confuses the consumer. Don't we confuse a consumer? It differentiates products that are not different. As we stick more labels on products that don't really tell us anything anymore, it makes it harder for consumers to make their choices. But it's too simple and thick and stupid, you know. To read them and say, well, yeah, GMO-free. Hmm. The Post notes that the debate over genetically modified salmon, which will be decided at an FDA advisory panel meeting this week, comes at a time when Americans seem to want to know more about their food, where it's grown, how it's produced, and what it contains. Well, that's a good sign, isn't it? They're actually asking questions. The public wants to know that the public has a right to know. New York University nutrition professor Marion Nestle told the Post, I think the agency has discretion, but it's under enormous political pressure to approve the salmon without label. I'll add to that too, they've got a lot of cash, you know, to go under the table as well. That's what's really at stake for those characters. They're most corrupt, one of the most corrupt organizations on the planet. And they've passed on a lot of dangerous stuff that's killed a lot of people with their inoculations and God knows what else. And of course, they'll never mention the fact that they also know that we're getting sprayed to hell with all the spraying in the skies. It's astonishing, astonishing this last week and over this weekend. With their big X's, of course, they mark the spot and then they start spraying all around it. And then everybody's coughing and hacking and all the rest of it with the, the fallout. By the way, the aluminum oxide and the barium too, are, if you go through 
and to the effects of that. You do searches on it, you'll find that they all cause um, tremendous uh, chronic irritation of the bronchial tubes and the lungs, and they end, you end up getting um, a chronic bronchial obstruction uh, with fibrosis of the tissue. Uh, this is well known. It was known back in the 50s. So they're killing us off gradually. But it doesn't matter. You see, they have they have ways of filtering it for the big boys and their big air-conditioned places and all that kind of stuff and detoxifying them. They're way ahead of anything you could ever imagine in science, way ahead of anything they disclose or they tell you they're working in the, in the little rags like popular science. The job of them is to keep you believing uh, they haven't really started yet. One day we hope to. Whenever you see that, it's obsolete. It was done long ago. Long ago. And in the UK now, of course, they're selling uh, meats. They, said that they always tell you they won't sell meat and so on from animals that are fed GM crops. Now they're telling you, oh, yeah, yeah, are eating them anyway, so, you know. Uh, that's how it's introduced to the public. Supermarkets are selling meat from animals fed GM crops. So supermarkets across Britain are routinely selling food from animals reared on genetically modified crops without having to declare it on labelling and and it can't be disclosed. It says, why do bureaucrats listen to irrational fears about GM crops? Campaigners say consumers deserve to be given the choice and knowledge of the indirect GM link through clear labelling uh, it says they have acknowledged that meat, fish, eggs, and dairy products on their shelves could contain indirect GM ingredients. Every major supermarket in the country said it was unable to provide a guarantee that it was not selling products from animals given GM feed. Well, actually, there's, there's, in Latin America, they've got, they got a place about the size of Brazil where they're growing nothing but soy, GM soy, to feed all the cattle of Britain. And they've been doing it for quite some time, by the way. Quite something, isn't it? The world we live in. Total fiction. Back with more after these messages. Folks, I'm back. We're cutting through that old matrix again and talking about GM food just to end the show. And Monsanto now, is, this is an article here uh, from the Global Report. It says Monsanto GMOs are linked to organ failure. Uh, it says the website Food Freedom reports that researchers have now positively linked organ damage with consumption of Monsanto's GM maize. Well, if it's in the maize, it's in all the other stuff too. And that's why it's designed that way. That's why... Uh, no country has been able to successfully totally block Monsanto. No judge in Canada, for instance, would even uh, find them guilty of anything here. Uh, they've been given authority from the, the highest levels to ram this stuff across the world to help bring the population down, get us working long enough to pay taxes and keep their their, their high class going at the top, you know, and all, but all build all their machines which handcuff us. We're very good at building our own chains and just die off quickly. They don't want you retiring. They prefer you died around the age of, oh, maybe late 40s or something, mid-40s, and then they'll fill your place with one of the copious others they're bringing in through immigration. So that's really the agenda and what's happening. Uh, it's, it's all well understood at the top. They're very, they think they're very pragmatic at the top. To them, it makes sense, and they can't go into nasty details like death. They mustn't talk about death and killing and stuff like that. It's, it's all very humane from their point of view, 
Um, the poor soul, he's, he's only humane if the animal doesn't know they're being killed, you see. If you terrify the animal and let them know they're being killed, that's not really humane. So they're killing us off in the most humane way possibly. And there are actually people at the top who've said that, by the way. I'm not speaking off the top of my head here. I've read their books. I've read their books. So, yeah, they're killing us off in the most humane way possible. And uh, we don't know it. We're just silly little fools at the bottom. And we're kept in ignorance. And just like the dumb animals we are, we, we die off with that blank look of the dumb animals, uh, as, as um, uh, Freud and others said. That's the, the, the look of the dumb animal. You don't understand. You don't comprehend. And they can put you down without any problems at all. You don't even know why it's happening. Women in, in Britain now, they've done studies, and their, their cancer rates now for women are four times higher than, than Africa, than most of Africa. And, and of course, they're eating all this GM food. They've got all these inoculations as well. And uh, they're under total warfare. Total warfare. That, don't forget that food is a primary, a primary weapon of warfare. In the ancient days, they simply cut off supply to get into a city, a besieged city. Other times, they'd poison the supply. Same with the water supply going into a city. They'd poison that too. Nothing's new under the sun, except your taxpayers help fund all the stuff that's killing you now. And you don't even know it. Tony Blair tried to, he'd ramped, tried to ram the GMO through when he was in office, that little scumbag that he is, little yes man, these masters of course. And um, even an exception, when he says that, well you'll all have to accept it, but... The British cafeteria for Parliament, they wouldn't have to eat the same stuff. No, they'd get organic stuff brought in for them. And yet he's telling the rest of the public, you've got to eat this garbage. Really? Do you realize what you're dealing with here? Do you really realize this is mass murder? But again, it's humane. You see, you've got to bring the population down to what they have just deemed a manageable level for the future. Because they don't need us all anymore, you see. They don't need us all anymore. They've got fewer big wars to fight and slaughter us with as they gain territory and raw resources for themselves and their corporations. And they've got China to produce all the stuff, so you know where the future is heading. Well, from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.